Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is that your boat? Nah. Working on it. That's not mine. It's a friend's. You have a, you have a, you have a bigger boat than that, huh? Let me come down and ride around on the boat with you. We could broadcast from the boat. You could do your show. I could do my show. And, and really, there would be no reason for me to leave. How about that? Was that your boat in the clip? Are you doing your show from that? You're the second guy to ask that uh, today. Um, I think that that's not, but we're working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Man, oh, man, thank you, guys. Nice work. Welcome to the RP Show. Welcome inside your favorite daytime sports talk show. Yeah, twice yesterday uh, I was asked about the boats here in South Florida, and if that's mine that we show coming back from commercials. I don't know. Should we tell them the truth or what they want to hear? Um, yeah. Hi. It's episode number 1106 of the Rod Peterson Show, and we are now live on YouTube. Nice work, fellas. Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. Come on in, Moose. Uh, He is in Toronto, and I hope you're having a good day. It's a very good day. Uh, Frozen frenzy. Second time ever in NHL history, there are 16 games going on. All 32 teams. Frozen frenzy. Darren, listen. Tell me if you hear it. Listen. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Do you hear it? There's nothing. Nobody's complaining. Enjoy it. (laughs) Nobody's complaining. All 32 teams are playing, and nobody's got a complaint today. Enjoy it. Okay? And coming up on the program. What? You said that? And Jordan will say, you know, that it got really bright here. It got really bright. It's like the sun peeked out from the heavens. As you said, there's no complaining, and there's nothing going on. I know. It's so rare. It's so so rare. (laughs) Enjoy it. Okay, Uh, so whether you're watching us live on Game Plus Television right now or maybe the replay at 5 p.m. Eastern, which I'll say again, I love, love, love. Thank you, Anthony, Chad, whomever, Jeremy, whoever's responsible for moving us to the replay to 5 p.m. Eastern because it works as a perfect pregame show for all the games of the night in sports rather than airing us at 11 p.m. Mountain or 10 p.m. Pacific. It was yesterday's news. So everything's great, and nobody's complaining. Enjoy it. Everybody, not just you and me, Darren, everybody enjoy this no complaining because it's so rare. (laughs) Coming up on the program today, Jeff Patterson from, I wanted to say CKNW Vancouver, but that's not the case. What is it, rink-wide out there in Vancouver? JP, longtime BC in Vancouver and Kamloops broadcaster. And Taylor Shire will be joining us from the Regina Leader Post. Lots to get to there. And we're going to push and save that Saskatchewan Rough Rider commentary to later. I understand that they are the tail that wags the dog of the Canadian Football League. I understand all of that. But we talked about it yesterday with their news that Craig Dickinson, the head coach, is out. We did break the story today. If that's a thing, which it is in today's world, breaking rumors. I just was informed that Henry Burris is a leading candidate to be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I put it everywhere on our social media, and it's blowing up. 
But on Frozen Frenzy Day today, Major League Baseball Game 7s, they deserve it more. Okay? And can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we'll get down to business? Because I got so dang much to say. So perfect, Darren, that it's the Rod Peterson show where the host has a lot to say. The text line's open, 902-518-3033. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. EMJ Marketing will provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. I just got word this morning. I don't want to say where, but it's in Alberta. They're working on bringing me and Kale McCarr in as guest speakers for an event in 2024. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yes. The face of Calgary minor hockey, Kale McCarr. Star defenseman of the Colorado Avalanche, I would love to share a stage with him. So that's the kind of things that we do with EMJ Marketing. Point one, stick with me, Moose. Adolis Garcia homered twice and drove in five runs as the Texas Rangers bombed the Houston Astros in Game 7 of the ALCS and punched their ticket to the World Series Monday night. The wild card Rangers opened the World Series at home Friday against Arizona or Philadelphia. And we'll talk about the NLCS in a second. But as I think you know, Serena's a huge baseball gal. She's hockey number one, but loves baseball. We sat down to watch Game 7 last night. And dag nabbit if I didn't get just ensconced, just pulled right into it. And it's like we had NHL going on on the NHL network. We had Monday Night Football, Vikings and 49ers in a great NFC battle. But no, Game 7 of the ALCS was really pulling me in there in Houston. And to be honest, there was a lot going on. It wasn't a defensive gem, as I just said, 11-4 for the Rangers. I could sit here. If, if you really wanted, we could be a baseball show. And I, I couldn't believe how many people were just celebrating that the Astros lost. They can't move past the cheating scandal, even though everybody's been fired. Very similar to the Chicago Blackhawks scandal. Everybody's been fired there. But no, let's hate on the Chicago Blackhawks. For one night, I was really into the World Series or the series before the World Series. How about you? Yeah, um, I didn't watch much of the game. I, I was in and out. I was channel flipping last night back and forth um, between, you know, a little hockey, football, baseball. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't like that people can't get past that with Houston. But whatever, they can't get past it. For me, you know, I kind of like Texas moving on because I saw somewhere this morning, this will be the first World Series that won't feature either the Houston Astros or the L.A. Dodgers since 2016, which is wild to believe. Yeah. And so I just like the idea of having new teams, different teams, playing for a championship, and that's what we're going to get this year. Well, and the thing, hey, I, Serena's dad was on the phone. He called in the middle of it, and he hates Houston. So, hey, <laughs> people just love to... I don't know, hate, they love to, and he's not, he's a, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's just like, I'm really happy to see the Astros lose. And if that makes people happy, then great. I don't look at things that way. But for one night, I was a baseball guy, and maybe for, nah, no, not tonight, I won't be. Uh, Tommy Pham and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hit back-to-back -back homers, and Merrill Kelly struck out eight to help the Arizona Diamondbacks force game seven of the NLCS. They beat the Phillies 5-1 Monday night. As just mentioned, the winner will move on to the World Series to face the Texas Rangers. I'm just so darn happy to be a very tiny little part of the NHL's frozen frenzy, i.e. going to be in an arena tonight here in Florida in sunrise to watch the Panthers and the San Jose Sharks. The game doesn't start until 745. 
not complaining. Remember the silence? Nobody's complaining right now, and that includes RP. But it's a little late for us old fogies that have retired to the East Coast. Uh, so, no, I won't be watching the World Series game. Uh, sorry, NLCS Game 7, because it's 8.07 first pitch tonight. So, anyways, that's our baseball talk. To point two, Kirk Cousins connected with rookie Jordan Addison for two first-half touchdowns. Cameron Bynum intercepted San Francisco's Brock Purdy twice in the fourth quarter. And the Minnesota Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17 on Monday Night Football. I told you I got so much to say. Don't let me get out of here without talking about Pat McAfee. And uh, his ass is grass right now today. But... Darren, I sit and I, I'm, I'm reading these NFL columns on winners and losers of week seven and, um, you know, power rankings and everything. And I get about two, three paragraphs in and go, why am I reading this? <laughs> it's really all just opinion, but I get sucked in every time. Just like the people that get sucked into this show every day. Um, so it's, it's San Francisco. Are they human? Are they beatable? Is Brock Purdy now Mr. Irrelevant? What, 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 what? Is coming out of Monday Night Football for you? Yeah, you, you see ways that they can be beat. And even Jerry Jones came out and said something along those lines about, you know, this team can be beat. And, you know, you see the little chink in the armor. For me, this was a, you know, a real coming out game for Kirk Cousins again. I thought he was really good last night. And I thought Minnesota last year, they were 11-0 and in those one-score games. Not so much this year. They've lost uh, a few of them. And now you see just how good they can be because they've been in one-score games already this year. They're not getting blown out. So Minnesota really needed that win to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive a little bit and keep their season afloat. Um, That's kind of what came out of it. But I think San Francisco is going to be fine. Brock Purdy, while he didn't finish drives and he had a couple untimely interceptions, he still was pretty efficient moving the football. Um, Just didn't put the points on the board. They'll be okay. Uh, I mentioned the Pat McAfee thing. This just caught my eye. Certain things that catch my eye as I'm surfing social media. I don't do it nearly as much as I have in the past. But tell me if you saw any of this. Uh, I guess McAfee's losing it a little bit. And for those that don't know, he's the former Indianapolis Colts punter that has habitually for the last two, maybe three years, been voted America's top media personality in both the NFL and college football. He's the guy that wears the muscle shirt. I can take or leave him. I, I don't mind him. I admire what he's done. But the reason that he's in a controversy here right now is, number one, I guess there was a poll of college football fans. Uh, do you like the panel on Saturdays on ESPN, college football game day? Uh, and do you like Pat McAfee? And nearly half said they don't like him on there. And then some reporters spilled the beans that Aaron Rodgers is a paid guest on McAfee's show once a week. And yes, we all thought that Aaron Rodgers, the star New York Jets quarterback, was on there. You know, and he started going on when he was a Packers quarterback. We thought those guys were tight. Turns out McAfee was paying him to be on. And McAfee called the reporter that reported it a rat for reporting the truth. So all of a sudden, I'm just sitting here kind of laughing a little bit because I quite frankly figured, like everybody else, that Pat McAfee's life was just as perfect as it looked on TV. And now I'm realizing, no, people are trying to tear him down because that's what happens and that's what's sad. And if he wants to pay Aaron Rodgers to go on, who, who really legitimately cares? You know, this is what I do know about Pat McAfee. And don't be fooled, everybody. 
Everybody needs to know this. You can't lie about the numbers. So when he was doing 45,000 live viewers on YouTube only for his NFL show, you can't fake that. He's all that, and he's good. And just so you know, some of the numbers that I've been part of, Darren, as have you, when we, when we broadcast the USA football flag football national championships, if you remember, it was 27,000 live viewers. It ain't McAfee numbers, but it ain't bad for flag football. And there were times when I was broadcasting Saskatchewan Rough Riders games, we had 30,000 live audio listeners. So those are really big numbers. But how do you feel about the fact that Pat McAfee, uh, they're tugging at Superman's cape, man. His life ain't as perfect as it looks. Breaking news. <laughs> you mean he's just like the rest of us? Um, no, Apparently. <laughs> it's, you know what, and, and, you know, he came out, I saw the statement he made on Twitter about the, it was an article in The Athletic that did a, the, um, the poll about, do you like Pat on the, on the air? And it was, yeah, 48% or something said no. 30% were yes. The rest were undecided, didn't really care. Um, you know, he's, he kind of said, that's why I haven't signed an agreement to come back next year. And I think he's really good on the panel. I do. But I just think it's a little bit of the Deion Sanders effect. It's a little bit of this when you're out there a little bit, when you're a little different, when you're, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries and you're having success, people don't really like that. And then you get haters. Like, it's pretty rare, if not, actually, it's not rare, Rod. It's, it's impossible to have any success and be universally liked. It just doesn't happen anywhere. Nobody in the history of the world that's had success has been universally liked. So Pat's going through that now. And, you know, if the network likes him and the ratings are good and he continues to grow, he needs to continue to just do what makes him happy and continue to do what uh, is making him so successful. Well, I hope that he is strong enough to weather the storm. I heard that there's so much fake news out there. You don't know what to believe. I heard that ESPN has made him put on a golf shirt or T-shirt and cover up and not wear the muscle shirt. I'm not sure if that's true or not. That's just what I heard. Um, and again, a lot of these people that are in high-ranking broadcast positions, none here at Game Plus or WQEE, of course, but a lot of other places that we've seen and worked is they're not that strong. And whoever gets in their ear last is what causes them to make a decision like, hey, Mac, have you put a shirt on? Yeah, but I've never had a shirt other than a muscle. No, put it on. We're telling... You know, I'm, I'm seeing the reaction from people to this, and they're saying, no, ESPN's going to ruin McAfee's show just like they ruin everything. Um, I saw, you know, Scruffy in his column on uh, rodpeterson.com last week complained about Hockey Night in Canada and their panel and how bad it is. And I'm like, I don't really watch the panels anymore unless there's somebody I really want to see. I really want to see what Mark Messier has to say. I really want to see what Wayne Gretzky has to say. There's not a lot of other guys that I really want to see what they have to say. I'm pretty interested in what Kelly Rudy has to say, too. But I know for a fact that they've got a shock caller on Kevin Bieksa because I was told that. So if I'm not hearing fully what he thinks, I'm not interested really in watching it. So I don't really have the sound up for too many panel shows. I just like watching everybody run around like the sky's falling. Uh, by the way, a lot of the CFL talk will come up next segment. Again, rumor I heard today, Henry Burris, leading candidate to be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I took a quick, quick peek at social media, and they're going, well, uh, here it says he's the current tight ends coach of the LA Rams. Maybe he is. 
But if the Saskatchewan Rough Riders really want him, and he did play with the general manager, Jeremy O'Day, they'll wait. They'll wait. Point three, Brendan Gallagher's goal. Gallagher! At 3.31 of the third period, snapped a 1-1 tie and lifted the visiting Montreal Canadiens to a 3-1 NHL victory over the Buffalo Sabres on Monday night. Habs now 3-1-1. Jeff Skinner scored for the Sabres, who slipped to 2-4. We're also going to talk when we come back about Frozen Frenzy because uh, that's the only game last night. There are 16 games today, and we've whittled it down to this in our daily poll question for our friends at Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit Key Auto Group for automotive excellence. We've whittled it down to four games. Which is the biggest of these today? Toronto at Washington. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Boston Bruins at the Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard. That's the correct answer, by the way. And don't blame me, blame Moose. He said Dallas-Pittsburgh is the fourth of those. I don't want to get into stepping into it. Is it the Jets? Is it the Canucks? Is it the Habs? Is it the Sens? Is it the Orders? I don't want to take anybody off, so it's pretty safe for Darren to pick two American teams, the Stars or Penguins. I say it's Boston-Chicago. We'll get Moose's pick when we come back and... Uh, all the CFL news and all the... I'm not even through. It's opening night in the NBA, by the way. Did you know, Darren? Did you know? <laughs> Honestly, did. did you know? I did. Oh, you did? Okay, I well, did. advertising works. The only reason I knew is I opened the score app for the first of what will be 178 times today. That's a conservative guess. And the ad came up. Opening night in the NBA. It's the only way I would have known. Advertising works. We'll be right back. We're halfway through the Quick 6 Show Topics on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. 
Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. Folks, our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary, Alberta. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Frozen frenzy of the NHL, 16 games, and this is interesting. The uh, poll question, we mentioned it just before the break. What is the game of the day in the National Hockey League? And it's almost leading the way as we bring in the Moose from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's your Toronto Maple Leafs at the Washington Capitals. They're leading the way with 29% of the vote. It's Carolina at Tampa, each Carolina at Tampa Bay, Boston at Chicago, and then only 9% says Dallas at Pittsburgh. And then there's the obligatory Janny writes in and she says, Colorado versus the Islanders. Hashtag go abs go uh, from slop. Slop is the name of the viewer <laughs> writes in and says, none of these games, LOL, which is also entirely possible. But tell me what has you intrigued about the Leafs and the Capitals. I'm assuming that's um, what you're voting for. It is um, to see how the Leafs respond after a comeback win on Saturday night. Uh, they haven't really been able to string games together. Um, you know, although they got out to a good start, they put a lot of shots on Tampa. They weren't able to score at a consistent pace until the third period. So I'm concerned about that. Can Alexander Ovechkin get going and start scoring? Um, it's been a slow start for Ovi in the goals department. So looking forward to that tonight. But yeah, of all the games, I you know try to go through and pick which ones feature kind of. Really good teams going head-to-head. That Colorado Islander game should be pretty good, too. And the other side of this, I said on, on social media, I was really looking forward to Frozen Frenzy, and I got some comments coming back being like, yeah, in the U.S. they can watch it. In Canada, we won't be able to. So it got me thinking. I went over to Sportsnet on the grid to see what will they be showing. Will they have anything similar? And they do have a game or two tonight, but for the most part, they're going to be focused Sportsnet on the programming grid on Major League Baseball Game 7 tonight. Which is also fine. I'm going to reiterate why I don't think this is the best time of the year because it's sensory overload. I can handle spring and hockey playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Dub playoffs, the Calder Cup playoffs, the Kentara Seeds playoffs. That's very easy for this little pea brain to stay on top of. But it's too... Almost too much right now to stay on top of everything. Like the guy that wrote into our column, or my column on the weekend, saying, I'm sad that you didn't mention the Prince Albert Raiders in our... What? I'm not even going to tell you about how much I'm trying to stay on top of. Don't get come at me on the Prince Albert Raiders. I love them, but I, I can't. Uh, from Jason and Red Deer, Rod's right. Pat McAfee's life ain't perfect, but he has Aaron Rodgers on the show. His life is perfect because he has all the NFL fans eating out of the palm of his hand, regardless of Rodgers being on. Life's what you make it. I just assumed that McAfee's life was as good as could be. He certainly looks happy. He does overall look like a, just an angry guy. But, Darren, what did, what did, what did ESPN give him in this last contract? Four to five million or something like that? At least. Do you know? It might be north of that. I don't know the number off the top. Or more? But it's big. I, I, I'm not. It's big. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it big. It was a lot. But, hey, 
Uh, while I learned this, okay, the guy wrote in here yesterday and said, yeah, come for the sports talk and stay for the life tips. I'll get real serious for a second. I was doing a visit of a hospital emergency ward and I had a nurse come up to me and she said that this emergency room is packed with kids that have tried to take their own lives. And I said, have you asked them why? And she goes, well, they don't know how to manage stress. So I really stress in their lives. So I, you know, really delved into some stuff. And young people think that the more money you have, the less stress you have. Eh, eh. Eh, eh. <laughs> Who was it that saying more money, more problems? <laughs> Who said yeah. that? Uh, I, I can know. say the richest guys in the world are the most stressed. Tony, why do you think the monk sitting in the cave in Tibet's the happiest guy in the world? He doesn't know anybody anything. He doesn't have payments on anything. Nobody wants anything from him because he doesn't have anything. Getting a little deep on that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, just nobody's in his ear barking at him because they know he's not going to talk back. Yeah, he's not going to talk back. Is literally, can I do that? Okay. Uh, yeah, who is this? Uh, from Swerve in Calgary. says, I concur. None of these games. John in Edmonton says, I vote for Edmonton at Minnesota for game of the night. Okay, before we do get to that CFL talk, and thank you, everybody, because this is what I wanted to get into. From what I understand, there's snow on the ground all across Western Canada. People are sending me photos. Bingo! I was, <laughs> I was showing them to Serena this morning, and she's like, so? Are they, why are they acting surprised? Every year, Canadians go nuts for the first snowfall, like they're shocked that the snow came. Uh, <laughs> I'm with her. What did you think was going to happen? This was going to be the one winter that it didn't snow? I digress. I was outside here on the Line A rowing today, on the rowing machine, listening to NHL radio. And they had Dave Poolin on. Clark, can you make a note to get Pooley on? I love that guy. And they were talking about the Sabres last, the Sabres losing to Montreal last night. And what's wrong with the Sabres? And I'm like, they're not even 10 games into the damn season. Nobody's even 10 games into the season. And we're all <laughs> writing teams off and making generalities. But the one really interesting thing that they were talking about, this was Pooley, Scott Laughlin, and Gord Stellick, was how will the orders fare without Connor McDavid? Everything happens for a reason. Looks like he's going to be gone one to two weeks. We're going to find out how they are without Connor McDavid because for the most part, he's been incredibly durable. How do you think he's put up all these points for the last several seasons? Um, it's not a good thing that he's hurt, but it's a good thing they're going to find out because who's the best team in the NHL? The Vegas Golden Knights. They don't have a McDavid. They don't have a Dreisaitl. They have what's being called the most deep roster in all of the National Hockey League. They're the reigning Stanley Cup champions, and they're 6-0 and to start the season. What are the Oilers? We're going to find out. So that's pretty intriguing tonight, Darren. It really is. And it kind of you know, gives you a peek into how teams decide to construct their rosters. Because you can do that, and you can go yeah. really top-heavy, which, hey, it's worked in the past for some teams. Uh, you can go top-heavy and then hope you balance out the lineup. I mean, Pittsburgh, we can say they were deep, but they were top-heavy, right? On the back end with Latang and with Crosby and Malkin up front, taking up a good chunk of the salary. Who was Jake Gensel? 
Who was Connor Sherry? Who were these guys, right, before they went on those runs in Pittsburgh? Um, so that's what Edmonton needs. They're going to need other guys to step up and play above what they're maybe projected to or capable of and uh, fill in the gaps. We'll see how deep Edmonton is. But you're right, Vegas, not a lot of holes. They pulled Mark Stone out for how long last year? Not a lot of holes in that lineup. No, I appreciate the audience participation i swear this is that's one of the reasons this show is so popular but regarding the wayne writes in on twitter regarding the hate for the astros and he said the reason fans outside of houston hate the astros yes the owner was fine and management was fired but none of the players apologized they were allowed to keep their rings mlb should have taken away the trophy people hate when cheaters prosper I agree. I understand why. But look at the New England Patriots. Did any of them apologize? And incidentally, they were caught too. They didn't apologize. I need to move on. And if we want to sit and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, that would be great. If you actually think that every team out there is doing things above bore, especially championship teams... I got some oceanfront property in Arizona you might want to have a look at. But again, that's fans, so whatever. I don't want to tell you there's no Santa Claus. To what I said we were going to talk about, point four, Craig Dickinson won't be back as head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The CFL team says it won't be renewing his contract. Riders lost their last seven games of the regular season, then missed the playoffs for a second straight season. Meanwhile, general manager Jeremy O'Day was uh, given a new contract out of all of this. Um, my phone was going off all night. I didn't answer it once, so all of you guys that were calling me, I don't want to talk about it. It's a bad situation. These are very dark days for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Craig Dickinson is a first-class, wonderful man. Now he's being blamed for everything, for the problems there. I wish them well. Don't really want to talk about that, but I do have a moment or two for Henry Burris and the scoop that I got today, which, by the way, it came from internally. That's all I'll say from within inside the organization that Henry Burris is a leading candidate to be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Can Henry Burris save them, Darren? It's a great question. It's a loaded question. Um, maybe. Um, Henry's a guy who's, I think, well-respected. I think Henry has a lot of fans. Um, I think, you know, the tide is Saskatchewan. We didn't know, like, he left Saskatchewan and went to Calgary um, and had success in Calgary and went to Hamilton, and he went all over the, the Canadian Football League in Ottawa, and he had success, and he won Grey Cups, and he never came back, right? And we all thought, we just wished that we could have had Henry Burris in Saskatchewan, being our quarterback, man, what it would have been, right? Well, maybe this is the long game on how he finally comes back to Ryderville and finally comes back to that province. Um, so maybe he can save the team. Um, he would obviously be a big factor in attracting free agents and making players want to come and potentially play for him. But on the flip side, he's a first-year head coach. And I don't know anywhere just how much success you have from a first-year head coach um, in a situation where we don't know what the general manager's tenure is going to be or the job security is beyond this extension. They're giving him the chance to hire a second coach. But beyond that, what's the job security? We don't know the job security long-term with the president. So is it a situation that Henry even wants to come in and be a part of? These are all questions that need to be answered. The adage that I've heard, Jeremy O'Day's only had the opportunity to hire one coach, so he deserves to hire two, is... 
like said no one ever. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know who's selling this stuff or who's cooking it up in the kitchen, but my God, they're eating it up like crazy. I Regarding mo money, mo problems, Ryan in upstate New York writes that and he says, Notorious B.I.G. with Puff Daddy. R.E.P. Rest in peace. Biggie Smalls. Mo money, mo problems. Swerve in <laughs> Calgary says, that's the kind of stress I would welcome. Too much money, too many problems. Yeah, you say that now. There needs to be a meme made up. You talk about who's cooking this up in the kitchen. Rider executives on the heads of, of Walt and Jesse and Breaking Bad, cooking it up in the trailer. You make a meme. You make it up. <laughs> There's today's... Who's cooking this stuff? Um, yes. Where is it? Uh, Jason in Red Deer says, I'm not sure Smiling Hank would make a good coach. He's too nice. There are a lot of us that are nice guys that you don't want to see the not nice side of us. Henry's got that side. He wouldn't have lasted this long and had the success that he's had if he was too nice. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the comments from people writing in saying, Henry Burris has no experience. How could he be a coach? I don't know. He's only been on the staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the LA Rams. Like, I think we need to have people pass a test to get a Facebook account. What do you think? That would make life a lot easier. Most, yeah, but then our comments would to... go way down. Yeah, good point. Very good point. I'll see you in hour two. See you then. Jeff Patterson joins us next from Vancouver. The Canucks in Nashville is part of Frozen Frenzy. We'll talk about that game and more when we return on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. We got a lot going on today, wherever you are. Hope you're having a good one. John Ohm, Ohm out of Winnipeg, has checked in and said he's on the road watching the RP show. His Jets are home to the St. Louis Blues tonight. And we're hoping for the best in the Rick Bonus situation there. And uh, he's a Ryder fan. The news uh, of the day that we've got is that Henry Burris is a leading candidate to be the next coach of the Rough Riders. So there. But on this Frozen Frenzy Day, let's bring in Jeff Patterson from Rinkwide Vancouver and uh, obviously contributor to Sakaris and Price. And JP, nice to see you, my friend. I'm kind of wondering where you're at in the Vancouver Canucks today. I saw them play in Florida the other night, and I was very impressed. Are you with the Canucks so far? Right, Why can't I hear him? Is this, that a... This is... Go ahead. We, we got you now. Okay, good. No, you're I'm good just, now. I'm taking, taking a little bit of a wait-and-see approach, but you can understand this market. 
A year ago, the Canucks went 0-5-2 to open the season. They were out of playoff contention before November hit. So the fact that they're 3-2 and two and four of those five games have been out on the road, they've got as far as Florida the other night, and they wrap up this road trip in Nashville. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, to be excited, but I think people here have been scarred by this past decade of... You know, it's just been so overwhelmingly bad and the mismanagement and the dysfunction and the coaching changes and everything else. I think people want to believe that that's all in the rearview mirror now and that they can finally start to make uh, some headway here. And look, when you open the season with an 8-1 romp over the Edmonton Oilers, like that caught people in Vancouver off guard. Forget about people around the National Hockey League. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, we do have a lot of Canucks fans watching, not the least of which is our sales manager, Kevin Hughes. But we're on TELUS Channel 924, TELUS Optic TV, and Shaw Cable Channel 230 now. Um, but I, let's just walk it back a little bit, Jeff. I can tell you're excited. But we have to explain why the Canucks are so good. This is what or have been playing so well. I saw this the other night. They made the same mistakes as always, but they didn't come undone and they kept their composure they shrugged them off and kept playing and then it broke a 3-3 tie late to win 5-3 this is a different Canucks team than I've seen for a long time what are you seeing in their game yeah and I would say that the game the other night in Florida mirrored to some degree game two in Edmonton and they'd shellack the Oilers as I mentioned they have to go into Edmonton for the Oilers home opener you knew the Oilers were going to be steamed and they were they came out they scored in the first minute of play and I thought uh-oh Canucks are going to get run out of the building, but they found a way to stabilize that night. They end up winning 4-3. to three. They got outshot and outplayed, but they got terrific goaltending from Casey DeSmith. Well, you saw Casey DeSmith the other night. You know, as a backup goaltender, it's not enough just to give your starter a night off to rest. If this team is going to get where it wants to go, and that's to be a playoff team, you're going to need your backup goaltender to deliver some results, and Casey DeSmith is 2-0 and uh, in his first two starts as a Vancouver Canucks. So he's done his part, and I do think that there is some resilience. You're right. I mean, they were wobbling there in the third period. I think the shots were 19-2 to at one point for Florida. They had tied the game. And 62 seconds later, the Canucks are able to get in on the four check, turn a puck over, and get the go-ahead goal, and they win it, or they seal it with the empty netter. So, yeah, I mean, look, Rick Tockett's got a way that he wants his team to play. I don't know that there is complete buy-in just yet. I think there are still questions about the defense core beyond Quinn Hughes and Philip Horonic. They've been outshot badly in a lot of these games, and uh, there have been stretches, almost like a period in each game where they have really been on the ropes. But... Yeah, the other night, uh, a late counterpunch, and it was the knockout blow. They end up winning there, and they have a chance to go into Nashville now tonight and go 3-2 and two on this five-game road trip and go 4-2 and two to start the season again compared to where they were last. Last year, Game 6, Fraud was home, the home opener against the Buffalo Sabres. Jerseys were on the ice and not the ones that the Canucks <laughs> were wearing. Uh, they lost 5-1 at home to the Sabres, and there was outrage in this market. So I would say year over year, there's some stability in the organization. There's star players, Pedersen and Hughes and JT Miller, Kuzmenko the other night. You know, those guys have stepped up. Dr. Demko has been really good when he played, and he's going to be rested for this one tonight. So I think they feel pretty good going back to the ace on their staff at Thatcher Demko in goal in Nashville against the Predators. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to preview that game in a second, but just on the, the difference here is Rick Tockett. That's it. If you want to just look and say, what's different? It's the head coach. And I'm wondering if it was a Jim Rutherford hire or Patrick Elvin, if I'm saying his name right. What is it about Rick Tockett, who wasn't even in the game, really? He was on television, that they said, we want this guy. And it seems to have been the right move. 
Well, Tockett was an assistant in Pittsburgh when both Rutherford and Elvine were there and they were winning those Stanley Cups back to back. So familiarity, you know how this works. It's a people business as much as it's a, an on ice product. Uh, you connect the dots and there was a familiarity there with Rick Tockett and they wanted to make a midseason coaching change. So you're limited in who's available when you go down that road of making a, a switch in late January. But they had their eye on Tockett. Bruce Boudreaux was a dead man walking. I didn't like the way all of that was handled and the way that he was treated. Uh, he deserved better, but we all knew where that was headed. And ultimately, they pulled the pin on January, I think it was 22nd last year. And so Tockett got 36 games last year to try to instill his systems and his philosophies so that when they got to training camp this year, they'd all hit the ground running. And I do think you're seeing some of that. Again, he is very particular in the way that he wants the game played. I mean, he is a believer in you know, winning board battles and wall work, and he's got all his catchphrases. I'm not sure that he has the personnel to fully carry out the way that he wants this team to play just yet. So I think in that regard, it's probably still a work in progress. But again, they've got star power. They had star power last year. Elias Pedersen had 102 points. Quinn Hughes, almost 80 points uh, on defense. And Thatcher Demko, he had a tough year last year. He was hurt for a good chunk in the middle. But two years ago, you know, he received Vesna votes and was on the fringes of being one of the, the better goaltenders in the National Hockey League. The issue here for far too long is they just haven't supported and surrounded their star power with a supporting cast that can hold up its end of the bargain. And so that's where I say cautiously optimistic because after Quinn Hughes and Philip Aronik, when those two guys are on the ice, the ice is tilted in the Canucks' favor. But the other four defensemen, however they roll them out, uh, the Canucks are getting pinned in their own zone, getting outshot, as I mentioned, and it's a dangerous way to play. But uh, I will say this much. Uh, so I think the Tockett's philosophy, uh, the stability in the organization, and I, you may recall from previous appearances when I was on with you last year, or just people in hockey will remember, the Canucks at this time last year, Rod, their penalty kill was at like 60%. They were given up two on the regular. You can't win in the National Hockey League if you're spotting your opponent's two power play goals almost nightly. I mean, it was historically bad for much of last season. It hasn't got off to a great start, but anything is going to represent progress. And again, when you've beefed up your blue line, you've got that Trudemko. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the fact that they're special. I got to get a quick. I got to get a. We only have a minute. I got to get a quick question in here from Kevin, the guy I referenced earlier. He says, "Will Chaos Giraffe be traded before the New Year?" I assume he's talking about Tyler Myers. In a minute or less, Chaos Giraffe will he be traded this year? Uh, he's on the final year of a contract. A big right-handed defenseman. Usually, there would be some interest around the National Hockey League, but Chaos Giraffe is the nickname that has been saddled, slapped on uh, Tyler Myers here, and. It is fitting. Obviously, he's six foot eight, six ten on skates, and uh, you know you just wish that he could calm things down and just play a quiet game and sort of stay within himself. But his decision making, and again, he's thirty four years old. It's not like he's going to have a revelation here and overnight become a, a much better hockey player. So uh, you know, an expiring contract at the trade deadline as depth and some insurance, perhaps before then. Uh, I think that the league sees what people here in Vancouver see and that is just uh, there's too much noise around him on too many nights and I'm not sure that that makes him a, a piece that other teams feel that they have to part with assets to go and get as a fantastic Canucks update uh, enjoy the game tonight Jeff I appreciate the time always great being on with you Rod thanks all right, Jeff Patterson from Vancouver, Securus and Prices You See, and Rink Wide Van. Audience takeover coming up after this break and a sports update.
Also on the way today, Taylor Shire from the LP. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, audience takeover coming up, as mentioned. So get your comments in now, 902-518-3033. We've got the uh, CFL world ablaze with the breaking rumor, if that's even a thing. But I was told today from internally, Henry Burris is a leading candidate to be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That's got everybody all hot and bothered in the Wheat Province. And it should. Sports update, the National League Championship Series will be decided tonight in Philadelphia as the Phillies host Game 7 against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs even the series on Monday night with a 5-1 win. Phillies will start lefty Ranger Suarez against Diamondbacks righty Brandon Fought. The winner will meet the Texas Rangers in the World Series. They won Game 7 over the Strohs. Monday night. How about this? The NBA regular season tips off tonight with a pair of high-profile games. The Lakers are on the road in Denver facing the defending league champion Nuggets. Denver swept LA in the Western Conference Finals en route to winning its first title last season. The later game will see two high-powered offenses with the Golden State Warriors at home to the Phoenix Suns. See, this I understand when people say, ah, I'm not going to pay attention to hockey till February. What? But that's me with the NBA. I, nothing against the NBA, but my God, like we needed something else going on right now. The Western Hockey League announced West, uh, Washington Capitals prospect Andrew Crystal of the Kelowna Rockets has been named WHL Player of the Week. Crystal from Burnaby, BC, recorded nine points in three games as the Rockets went 3-0. and And Wenatchee Wild goaltender Daniel Hauser has been named Goalie of the Week. The 5'11", 156-pound puck stopper is from Chestermere, Alberta. Congrats, guys. This sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing, the official beer of the RP Show, and the high-quality beer behind great conversation and unforgettable memories. Visit commoncrown.ca. I have not looked at the text line all show, actually. 902-518-3033. Oh, Trevor Tim uh, writes in. Trevor is in Red Deer, Alberta. He says, hey, guys, what do the Flames have to do to turn things around? Kadri looks like he'd rather be back in Colorado. And he says, go Stamps, go 2023 Great Cup champs in our sights. One thing at a time, I was on the radio in Ottawa last night, and they asked what I saw ahead for the Grey Cup for the CFL playoffs. And I just said, I said going into the year, if you all remember, and I know you don't, Calgary would meet Hamilton for the Grey Cup in Hamilton. And now they're the two hottest teams in the CFL. You're welcome. That's what I see. And as far as the Flames go, oh, man. It's one thing to talk about what the fans are saying. 
But I open my phone and see what the media is saying. They respected Calgary media, and they're torching Jonathan Huberdeau, and they're torching Kadri. Kadri just fought the other night, didn't he, Sullinger, in uh, Columbus? I mean, guy that fights tells me that he cares. We're not even 10 games into the season. Why are we talking about it? Last minute of playing hour one. Drew in Toronto writes in and he says, I cannot imagine anybody getting excited for a 2023 Washington Capitals game after having watched them play at all this season. I know the good times are over in Washington. As Don Meredith sang, turn out the lights, the party's over in Washington, man. Now they're just holding on to their jobs. This should be a free spot of the bingo card, Clark. Free spot of the bingo card for the Leafs tonight. You heard it here first. Coming up in hour two, Taylor Shire from the Leader Post will get deep into what's going on in Ryderville. Maybe a bit of a dub update. And whatever you all would like to talk about, we'll update the poll question for Keato Group and the rest. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.